0: now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Air Back Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult use customers. Or check out Air Watertown located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the Air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online.
1: Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment, and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of This product product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number, MR283946, MR283886. Watertown Medical License Number, RMD325.
2: Now, the show you'll be talking about... That was not me hemming and hawing. ...in therapy. Socks! Socks, stocks, stupid, socks. It's Felger and Maz, presented by
3: DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub.
2: All right, hour number two of the program. Felger and Maz brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. We today, however, are coming to you from the WinBet Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. First day of live betting in Massachusetts. It's a big day down here. So come on down and say hi to uh, Big Jim and Bedard. They love mingling with the people. Um, And that's that. We're here until uh, 6 o'clock. We've been here all day as a station, sports hub, and uh, happy to be here. So uh, let's go right to the phones here, as promised, with Greg Bedard. Here's Mark in Worcester. He's been waiting on a Tom Brady thought. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Hi, how's it going,
4: uh, guys? Um, I just want to give you guys a little bit of research here. Brady, last year, had 4,700 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Mac Jones had 2,900 yards, 14 and 11, and it, for his career, Mac Jones has 36 and 24. So this guy's got to go. I'll hang up and let you talk. Okay. Like
3: okay, he might not be the answer, but I don't think Brady's coming back here either. So I think that's where he was. He was trying to go with that. Yeah. Like we need Brady back.
4: Brady. If he's going to play, I don't think he's going to be playing here. Brady's not coming back here. Thanks. And, you know, and uh, look, people can rip Mac Jones, and they might be right. Um, you know, but I just want to see him with a real chance. I mean, he was a rookie. He had a good rookie season. I wouldn't make it anything more than that. It was a promising start in a good system. He looked like he was capable of more. And then Bill did what he did this year with the coaching staff, and it completely screwed things up. And, if you know, I just think it's unfair to look at – you know, rookie year stats, or I mean, Brady, his first year. You, you know, he won a Super Bowl, but his first year as a starter in 2001, he had 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Look at Troy Aikman, his first year on a one in 15, cap, or Peyton Manning, his first year. I mean, those guys threw a ton of interceptions, and you know, so you know, I, I understand some of the criticism, and it's and it's legitimate, but you know. Let's just all agree that Mac Jones had a good, solid rookie season. He looked like he had promised. We weren't sure about the ceiling. He's probably not one of these uber elite guys, which there's only three to five in the league at any point in time. But did he have a chance to be good enough to win Super Bowls? That's where I think we left off. Let's see if Bill O'Brien can get him back on that level. Even I can admit he got dealt a bad
3: hand last year with those coaches he was surrounded with. Like, it's still to be determined with Mac Jones.
2: And, of course, that's Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joining us here from Boston Harbor. We've got uh, a, a sponsor for the big boy. It's Uber Eats. Do you have the Uber app but have yet to try Uber Eats? Well, download the Uber Eats app, log in with your Uber account. And as a first-time user of Uber Eats, you can get $30 off each of your first three orders with promo code HUB. Again, promo code HUB. It gets you $30 off each of your first three orders. It's a really nice incentive. Enter it once, and it will stay added to your account taxes and fees apply. See, the Uber Eats app for availability. Uh, back to your phones. Jimmy in Maine. Go ahead, Jimmy. What do you got?
3: Yeah, Phil, girl, I love you. And um, Let me ask you something. Who would you guys pick? You know, so uh, they brought in Jones, and they brought in uh, uh, Henry and all these people. That's all on uh, Belichick. But who would you guys bring in for an offensive? They got the defense. They got they know how to do defense. But who in the hell would you bring in if you guys had to pick somebody as a, as a coach? You know, and another thing, the guy that's talking next to you there, for crying out loud, he's picking on that guy from San Francisco. He's just like his old man. He might as well get ready for Saturday's snowstorm. Every time the, you know, the
2: Shanahan's, you ever watch the old man on the sidelines? he They all start shaking. Okay. <laughs> but they get in those games, and you're one game under five hundred for the last three years, so bag on them all you want. They're playing in, uh, you know, late January, and you're not. So, again, I sort of get stuck on that. Do uh, you think Bill O'Brien's the right guy to bring in?
4: Yeah, is he talking about, like, if... If Bel- like if Belichick was fired, who he I would guess. bring in? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I would have looked at Sean Payton, number one. I mean, you look, the crafts made that decision with Belichick to trade for a coach under contract. I don't think they would have been afraid to do it again this time around if they thought Sean Payton was the right guy. I think sh- I thought I think Sean Payton's uh, gained a lot of wisdom over the years, especially being away from the game a little bit. I think he realizes you know, where he's at, which is he's a really good offensive coach, but, you know, left personnel over to Mickey Loomis and things like that. But as far as offense, if you're talking about offensive coordinator, I think Bill O'Brien's the guy to bring in. Now let him do what he wants. Let him fill out his coaching staff because here's the thing, and we had this discussion and I've heard Mike Lombardi talk about it and I totally agree. You win in the NFL with personnel, scheme, and coaching. When you hit on all three things, that's when you have a Super Bowl level team that you're going to win a Super Bowl. And I think the Patriots, in terms of talent, are down. I think in terms of scheme, they were definitely down this year, but they, they, they have a chance to get back up. And now it's about coaching. Can you coach up the players? Can you develop the players? Can you get them to play better every year? I think that's a big question mark with this coaching staff going forward. Larry's
2: in Framingham on this topic. You're up next with Felger Az and Greg Bedard. Go ahead, Larry.
3: Hey, guys. Before I get to my point, if I have to hear one more ass clown say bring Tom Brady back, I'm going to throw up in my hat. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, you know, unlike the, uh, the fraud to NBA, uh, coaching matters in the NFL. And I don't know if you guys agree, not taking away anything from Redick or, or um, you know, uh, Mahomes or the great performances, but those games weren't won. Those games were lost. Those games were lost by those coaches, both of them. Um, I don't know if you
2: agree, so but uh, I don't agree with um, I don't agree with that. I think Mahomes won the game. I do. I mean, Zach Taylor shouldn't have punted down the middle of the field, but the, the if he hadn't have done that, the best he gets is overtime, and Mahomes is going to get at least one crack with the ball, right? Because the new rules. So it's I, I no. I I think Mahomes made the plays he needed to make, and he
4: won that game. Well, it wasn't only that, but I do think I think the Bengals. You know, and we thought it was going to happen against the Bills, but the Bills aren't who we thought they were. They, you know, they coached scared that game. The Bengals' offensive line should have been their fatal flaw, and it was against the Chiefs. I mean, that they let Chris Jones do what he did in that game, and also, uh, you know, Dunlop, and, and there were some other guys up front that did a really nice job. I think Spagnolo did what you needed to do against the Bengals. And we didn't see it, you know, really, the Patriots didn't do it until the second half when the Bengals were like, you know, we're up 22 nothing. Like, what are we doing here? You need to bring pressure with four, and you need to go man-to-man on the outside. And the Patriots, you know, to me, against the better teams, they're too scared now. They know they're not good enough in coverage, and so they, they defer to a lot of zone, and that's why they get picked apart by these better offenses. And I think that's why, to me, if if I was in charge of the Patriots this offseason, off finding a number one cornerback to play man, and then that that least it lets me uh, basically slot everybody down one, that gives me the best chance. They if I'm, you know, everybody's talking about a trade. You know, they need to get a wide receiver. If I'm the Patriots, I'm calling the Rams about Jalen Ramsey. You know, they're in. They're having a lot of crap, uh, crap, a lot of cap issues, uh, and they're attaboy. they're now becoming somewhat somewhat real. Where, you know, they're not going to get rid of uh, the wide receiver, um, Cooper Cup. You know, and there are other Aaron Donald, they're not going to get rid of. But Ramsey is a guy that, you know, you slot him in here and Bill coaches him up a little bit. Is he the same guy, though? He's he's not, but I do think for the next for year or two, a change of scenery, a change of scheme. I'm in. I think you put him in there. Jack Jones, if he gets on the program, Marcus Jones goes into the slot. I think all of a sudden now you're talking about the ability to shut down, match up with some of these opponents. And you don't think Jonathan Jones returns? I don't think so. But you
2: think he can play man corner against second, third receivers, right? Don't you think he – Correct. You talked a lot about how well he was he was he,
4: Jonathan Jones, when he was a slot corner, was one of the best in the league, and that's one of the toughest positions in my opinion. I do think Marcus Jones has the potential uh, to be really special as a slot cornerback. I mean, we'll see. We haven't seen him do a ton of that. But I do think he has that potential. You bring in a number one corner. I think they that's how they won all these Super Bowls, especially in the second part of the dynasty. You know, Revis, Gilmore, you know, even before that, Tlaib when they were on the—they were knocking on the door. Bill at some point realized, I can't play 3-4 zone anymore. Even, you know, they would match up at times, you know, with Ty Law and those guys. But really, Bill in the second part of the dynasty realized that to go against the best quarterbacks. The quarterbacking had gotten too good. He had to play more man coverage. This year, they really slacked off of that against the good quarterbacks, and that really cost them, in my opinion. Kyle's in the car. Go ahead, Kyle. Hey, uh, about the three duds, Kyle
5: Shanahan, it's tough. Josh Johnson might be the first guy to play on all 32 teams in the NFL.
4: (laughs) I don't know what coach could have won a game with him in there, Um, but I'll just hang up and, and listen from there. Well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but I also, you know, he could have managed that game better. Definitely. I mean, especially right before halftime. You just, like, it doesn't matter. Get out like, of Dodge. It's a one-score game. You're in the NFC Championship. Game. Yes. You're like, what, you, you're down to your fourth quarterback and now you just give up? Like, no. You're down 14-7. to seven. You have the ball. You're getting the ball to start the second half. At that point, a real coach is like, all right, how do I just get out of here down seven at, at, At most, okay, maybe we think about field goal range, but I'm really worried about running out the clock so the Eagles can't get it back and get another score. He completely screwed that up. He was way too aggressive. He didn't realize what he had at quarterback. and He he lost the game right there. He's not a good game day coach. He's not. But he always gets to the big game. I would say always. He's
2: frequently in the big game, yeah. and he's almost always got a good
4: team. He gets he gets out coached in the biggest games. Like when when the talent level becomes closer in those biggest games, he gets out coached. Mike and Marblehead, what do you got, Mike?
1: Hey, uh, Greg just started to hit on, and I, I think coaching, you know, scheme wise and everything can be can be fixed on the offensive side. But defensively, I mean, if, if Jones goes, you know, you're you're talking about nobody in the secondary uh and never mind the the safety position i mean you you get kyle Duggar, and that's about it you have no length or size to to match up with in there anybody Uh, i think personnel wise that's a bigger concern for me i'll hang up a little thanks guys
2: okay you were talking about marcus jones in the slot uh do you like marcus jones more on offense or defense (laughs) and you know bill whips it out he's gonna do both you know but do it all if you wanted like where would he have the most impact for this team can he play slot receiver? Is he too
4: small for that? Is he not that skill set, or is I think he could do that. I mean, you know, the problem is, is that, um, you know, just because he's because <laughs> the Patriots have limited them this, themselves so much in terms of like they just don't get explosive guys on offense. They just don't. I mean, they got Tyquan Thornton. Um, we'll see what he does, what what his sort of ceiling is. But you know, you look at you look at Marcus Jones, and you're like, they they should have had a guy like this some sort of gadgety guy that could and they just refuse to get those guys and just because marcus jones can do that i don't know if you should do that i think that i'm okay with him if he's a really good slot cornerback i think those are extremely valuable and i'm looking at getting him five to ten plays on offense he touches the ball three to four times that's that's what I'm trying for. And right. I think that's the best. And, and as far as the caller, what he said about safety, yeah. it's a big question. I mean, if McCordy doesn't come back, what do they do there? I don't think Duggar, Duggar's not a free safety. What, you're going to move Miles Bryant back there? Like, um, That's another p- position that they have neglected as far as getting – you knew the clock was ticking on Devin McCordy. If they have nothing left to free – Adrian Phillips is a guy who, I don't know, I was looking at him, I was grading him this year, and it's just like I don't remember him doing – much this year what kind of he played a lot but i don't remember you know i'd like to see him in a better role i don't know if he can play free safety i don't think he's fast enough so that is a big question mark 10 questions with bedard right after this boston's home for
3: sports
2: this episode is sponsored
0: by indeed finding the people you need to help your business thrive doesn't have to be a second job With Indeed, you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So reclaim your time and find the people you need fast. Start hiring now at Indeed.com
6: slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. It's a cold and challenging winter season this year, and Market Basket recognizes that we all need help paying our grocery bills so you and your family can enjoy some fun time. Well, put your worries away and get to Market Basket this week to enter their Pay Your Grocery Bills sweepstakes. This week, enter to win a $250 Market Basket gift card. Just go to kiss108.com contest and enter to win. Stock up on Market Basket weekly sale items this week at Market Basket, the store where you always get more for your dollar. What do Felgar and Mass think of Felgar and Mass?
2: The sin, the crime, the mistake. It's not even funny. It's Felgar and Mass on 98.5. This you want the answer, me. you've got to ask the question. Do you have
3: an opinion based on if you had to go with your duff, which way it would go?
2: Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, why?
0: This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on
2: 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, it's that time of the week. It's 10 Questions with Greg Bedard. 10 Questions around the league in 10 minutes. Of course, it's such a powerhouse segment. It is sponsored, and it's sponsored by... Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Make 2023 the last time losing weight is your New Year's resolution. Choose the solution for weight loss. Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Ten questions, ten minutes. We've got to be on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options this week? The website blows. (laughs) Okay, I'm not sure what. Herald. Could could be anything. Oh, it's the Herald. Absolutely kills me. Next. If you're not worried about them gagging in the postseason, you're not a real Bruins fan. I stand by that. It's Bruins experience right there. Yep. What? I can't hear. What? 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 I think that was Tom Tolbert Tolbert and his mic the other day.
3: I don't like how you're doing this. You're nothing but
2: an a-hole. You shut up, you bitch. What do you know? That's a reenactment of Mac Jones and Joe Judge getting a one on the practice field. Next. I've dealt with a Jones before. He's more talented than you. You shut your effing mouth. No, you shut your effing (laughs) mouth. Again, we captured audio from the practice field of what it sounded like with Mac Jones and Joe Judge. Next. I am middle management. Everyone must listen to me. I will speak loudly and firmly. <laughs> that's exclusive audio from Joe Judge oh from Patriots God, Meeting Rooms. Okay, crazy. now hit it. What? I can't hear What? 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 <laughs> Number 10, what was the worst or your least favorite call from the weekend, from the officials?
4: I haven't heard anybody else bring this up, but it just annoyed me, and I didn't like how the broadcaster didn't make much of it. But the the roughing the punter call that benefited the Eagles, I thought the guy got blocked into the punter. Like, And then the Eagles scored and made it 28-7. The game was over. I thought that was really soft.
3: The intentional grounding on Joe Burrow because P. Ryan was in the area. He was right there. That one seems sketchy as all hell. You agree with that? Yes, I do. Definitely. Next.
2: I am middle management. Everyone must listen to me. I will speak loudly
4: (laughs) and firmly.
2: If you're an Eagles fan, would you worry about their strength of schedule to this point going into the Super Bowl?
4: I would. And I asked my buddy Aaron Schatz over at Football Outsiders. About what? So the Eagles are last in DVOA schedule right now. I said, "What was the last? What was the last champion?" Very patriot-like. Yes, he said. uh, He said the Eagles would be the fourth team to win the Super Bowl with the easiest regular season schedule by average DVO DVOA of opponent. Previous 2016 Patriots, the 99 Rams, and the 84 49ers. Now, if you wanted to make a Patriots comparison, you know you worry about um, the 2016 because remember. It's very similar to what the eagles have had they had the texans in the divisional round which was a walkover the steelers came in here that was no contest and guess what the patriots fell behind 28-3 to in the super bowl so you worry like are the eagles set up for that sort of thing where they're i mean they haven't played a competitive game probably since the packers in november and the packers weren't aren't even good and so you worry about are the eagles ready for this type of type of opponent in the Super Bowl.
3: Yes, 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 I'm concerned about this. You can count on one hand how many good quarterbacks they faced this whole year and have fingers left over. It's like Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott once. In their playoffs, they just had Daniel Jones and the hodgepodge of Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Yes, that's a concern.
2: Next. The website blows. And can I get a paper to delivered to my house? Never mind the Herald website blowing. Can I get a paper delivered to my high? I worked there for 19 years. Can I get a
3: you should be grandfathered in, right? Can I
2: get an effing paper?
3: <laughs> With a real paper boy.
2: Number eight, next to Aaron Rodgers potentially
4: going to the New York Jets, what could be the most significant move in the AFC East this offseason? Without question, Vic Fangio going to the Dolphins as, as defensive coordinator. Now there are conflicting reports. Tom Palisero, Tom Palisero, <laughs> Tom Palacero of NFL Network reported that it was a done deal uh, over the weekend. Uh, Fangio has told people it's not a done deal, and you wonder is he waiting because D'Amico Ryan's looks like he's going to be the he's going to go from the Niners' defense coordinator to be the Texans' head coach. And if that happens, does Kyle Shanahan go over the top of his buddy Mike McDaniel and get Fangio? Ooh. If you're a Patriots fan, you're rooting for Vic Fangio to go to the Forty ers because if he goes to the Dolphins, that automatic that's to me outside of Aaron Rodgers going to like say the Jets, that's the biggest thing in the AFC East this year. It,
3: that'll help the Dolphins. You know what'll hurt them? That they're all in on Tua Tagovailoa. You idiots. You should be in on Brady. That they've already committed to him for next year means they're still going to be the effing Dolphins. You morons. Next. I don't
2: like how you're doing this. You're nothing but an a-hole. You shut up, you bitch. <laughs> what do you know? Number seven. Do you think the NFL's new schedule, 17 games, and playoff format is helping or hurting the overall product?
4: I hate it. I think it's hurting. And I think it's it's you combine going to 17 games with the new uh, playoff format where only one team gets a bye. I was always against it for that reason because I think um, because of the schedule disparities, it's too easy for a team to have like an easy, you know, say they play some crappy like the AFC South. You know, all of a sudden they get the top seed just because they had an easy schedule. I don't think that's right. That's why I liked having – two buys, and I think you combine playing 17 games, 17 games in 18 weeks, plus only one team getting a buy, I think it's just made the product at the end of the season. Injuries and all that stuff, much, much worse. I'm with Greg on this. I hate it. It's too
3: watered down, too many injuries, too many suck teams getting into the playoffs, and while that means for maybe a more entertaining wild card weekend, which we got, those divisional games were useless. That divisional weekend Mike,
4: my my suggestion, and I don't know how this would work because I'm not a math major, but like, let's let's give every team, let's have some sort of play-in, like a 7-8 or, you know, some sort of play-in round the opening weekend and give all the other teams, the four division winners plus maybe like two legit wildcard teams, a week off. Like, let them have a bye week. Maybe you give somebody else a bye, but, you know, build in some some rest. These guys are too worn out at the end of the season. Next. If you're not worried about them gagging in the postseason,
2: you're not a real Bruins fan. Uh, number six, Kellen Moore to the Chargers as offensive coordinator. Who's the biggest winner in that transaction? Who's the biggest loser?
4: I can't tell you that there is a winner. Can can somebody tell me that Kellen – is there evidence that Kellen Moore is good at his job? I don't know. All I hear is media reports about how good he is. I don't see the – the Cowboys haven't been that great on offense. McCarthy so, thought so little of him. He's like, get out of here. I'm going to call my own offense. And so, to me, the biggest loser is still um, – uh, uh, Herbert Justin Herbert like I like they could have made a much more inspiring hire as far as an offensive guy And they went with to me an unproven guy in Kellen Moore I think that's it's and more bad news for Justin Herbert, and I hate
3: it. They haven't really won, but Prescott has put up better numbers with him. So I'm gonna say it's good for Herbert He's the winner and the loser is Brandon Staley because you just hired your replacement next I've dealt with the Jones before is more talented than you. You shut your effing mouth.
2: No, you shut your effing mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest tool bag from the championship weekend.
4: I just thought the the Chiefs in, in general, the way they conducted themselves after the game. I mean, we used to get on the Patriots about like, oh, everybody says we suck yeah. and we can't do it. Like, I heard Mahomes saying like, like five people picked us in this game. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I just thought, you know, they're getting all over the Cincinnati mayor. I mean, come on.
3: The refs. The refs are, t- are Tony Romo because they both marred the viewing oh, Romo's experience. Horrible. Both those games, was too much ref involvement. It slowed it down, like you said yesterday, Mike. And then I have to like, put it on mute. I'm usually not losing my mind that much about the announcers. Romo's so bad. Let the game breathe, you moron. Shut
2: up. Cut his mic. Enough. What did happen to him? Because when he first started, he wasn't that. He called out plays and really gave you sort of. He did insight. his
4: homework. It's, it's blatant. He did his homework. His first year, he was trying to prove himself, get that big contract. So we watched film like when you when you listen to Troy Aikman you could tell he grinds film he right. knows what he's talking about romo is just you could tell he's out playing golf he's not watching any more film he's just reading clips and well and he's
2: he the just the most basic thing that he does he he does Nance's job.
4: Like he gives, yes. k- he gives like big picture sort of comments versus what just happened the on the The stuff about Jordan, the Jordan and Clyde, dre- like, That's no, brutal. you're not there to paint the picture. Jim Nance is there to p- paint the picture. You're supposed to give us football analysis. No, he's legitimately horrible. Next.
2: Oh! What, I can't-, I can't hear, what, what, what? It's <laughs> Tom Tolbert again and his mic cutting out. Number four, uh, the NFL is not only apparently considering going to neutral sites for their conference title games, but also potentially splitting them meaning one on Sunday night the other on Monday night how do we feel about that
4: i was against it the whole neutral site uh, championship game thing until this weekend and i think that the i think you can make a case that the officials are now being influenced by the crowds on the road you look at the stats the they called m- many more penalties for the away team than the home team I think they're influenced by the home teams, and I don't want that. In the conference championship games, I want the best atmosphere as far as a level playing field for everybody that includes weather, and also officiating and i just don't think they're getting it anymore
3: i hate it i hate it i mean you earn it by getting it so you should still how
2: about sunday night monday night That's oh good.
3: i i hate that too i've hated this extra like i i get it they've expanded it but that monday night wild card game two years running has been garbage i know that probably wouldn't affect it but i i just don't like a monday night playoff game i don't like it it oh, should be championship weekend on a
2: sunday okay, the neutral side thing i hate i hate i hate i hate i hate i can't hate it enough you could talk me into Sunday night, Monday night. And that's just selfish reasons because you do get well, part of the rationale is, is that when you get to Monday and the coverage on Monday, you sort of have to talk about both games and one game usually gets buried. And if you want to extend sort of the window, it's going Sunday, Monday is better for people more like content, more people you know. like us. Monday's just on one game. Tuesday's just on the other. And I, I, I could be talked into splitting them. Uh, you cannot talk me into the neutral sites. Next. I am middle management. Everyone must listen to me. I will speak loudly and firmly. It's obviously the Kelsey Bowl coming up in the Super Bowl. Greg, uh, Jim, have you ever had to face a sibling in organized sports? If not, maybe a best
4: friend. What's a closest example you have from youth sports? So I never played against my uh, middle brother in sports, but we played together. Uh, at Lincoln Sudbury on the baseball team. In my senior year, we were playing active Boxborough, big Friday night, under the lights game, and I always throw the behind the runner at second base, say runner on first, ground ball to third. I always throw behind the runner if I think he's being aggressive. So I threw it behind the runner. The runner, I had him picked off. The problem was my brother turned around, and the ball went whizzing by his ear and went into left field, and he was at fault. The guy was going to be picked off at second base, but he turned around, and everybody was blaming my brother we started yelling at each other on the field. We kept getting closer and closer and to the point where the coach had to run out of the run out of the dugout and separate us in between on the pitcher's mound. So when, yeah.
2: When you said I'll tell the story when I almost got into a fight with my brother in a baseball game, I thought you were on different teams. Oh no, we were on the same
4: team
3: uh no i don't have a story for this i had two older sisters and the only thing i could maybe come up with is like a intense game of madden with a rival buddy
2: two quick ones i was one year older than my brother so uh, little league he was still in little league i was one year out so i umpired and i was behind the plate and i rung him off on <laughs> 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 a ball that was about at his chin <laughs> What a dick. he almost came back at me and shoved the bat down my throat <laughs> uh and the other i did I, when I played hockey i got into a hockey fight in the locker room nice and, and uh, you could see it was bu- building on the ice and uh, my brother actually came into... While, while I'm ringing him up in Little League, he actually came into the locker room and took on another guy on the team, and it became a little bit of a Felger bra. Uh, I got my ass kicked. Uh, he, he held his own. Next. The website blows.
4: Rank your favorite Super Bowl sites, Greg, and stop when you get to Phoenix. New Orleans. I'm putting Vegas in number two, even though they haven't hosted yet. I think it's going to be that good. Miami, number three, and then Phoenix. I just... I like the weather in Phoenix, and you can go play golf all week. I mean, New Orleans should be number one, even though I haven't
3: been. For ones I have been to, Miami, two. I loved L.A. last year. I want big, fun cities. I don't know what the hell to do with Phoenix. Phoenix would be, like, somewhere at the bottom. Uh, Have you been? It's been, like, 15, 20 years. I don't really love it there.
2: Okay, you'll see. To me, it's New Orleans, one. Miami, two. Tampa, three. And, again, we're coming from the north, so send me somewhere warm. It's only going to be like 60 next week. Okay, but the weather's really nice there. It's cold at night. Uh, The problem is the time change. There's no real golf opportunity during the week. We can't squeeze it in before or after, really. Uh, East Coast, if you go to Tampa, there's golf in the morning. So, it really – New Orleans, Miami, Tampa, and then, you know – Phoenix, L.A., you know, that's it. But th- those are the three. The West
4: Coast Super Bowls are awesome because of the time change. Well, you, like get, you get done with work, you can go out for dinner or play golf. Like.
2: Uh, it's tough to squeeze it in after the show. It just is. It's tough after, no matter where you're at. Next. I've dealt with a Jones before He's more talented than you. You shut your effing mouth. <laughs> no, you shut your effing mouth. <laughs> who, uh, who do you like in the game, Greg?
4: Uh, I think that the Eagles are the better team. Uh, we'll get in uh, a verdict on Hertz if Hertz is as good as people think they should win this game but I think at the end of the day I might pick the Chiefs because I think Mahomes is that special and I think the Chiefs are good enough uh, to make it a, a Mahomes game Eagles are more complete they
3: have a nasty pass rush but I think this game's always about the quarterbacks and it's Mahome's time to get his second one so I like Kansas
2: City okay there you go uh, I'm Pick it and stick it is my answer to that one. Uh, Here comes the update from Big Jim Murray, we're back with your calls. You want to jump in? 617 779 985 is your number.
7: It's a cold and challenging winter season this year, and Market Basket recognizes we all need help paying our grocery bills so you and your family can enjoy some fun time. Well, put your worries away and get to Market Basket this week to enter their Pay Your Grocery Bill sweepstakes. This week, enter to win a $250 Market Basket gift card. Just go to Roomba977.com slash contest and enter to win. Stock up on Market Basket weekly sale items this week at Market Basket, the store where you always get more for your dollar.
0: Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space, From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Discover your new happy place at The Container Store. Now open in Salem, New Hampshire. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
2: This is a public service announcement from NetE5, the Sports Hub. Think of your family, your friends,
3: and then call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Quit smoking, not just for yourself, but for the ones you love and love you. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Belger and Maz continues on the Sports Hub.
2: All right, back to your phones. As promised, Felder and Maz from Encore Boston Harbor and the opening of the Win Bet Sportsbook. Bob and Needham, go ahead, Bob, for uh, Greg Batard. What do
4: you got? Yeah, so obviously uh, the neutral site stuff, the Sunday-Monday stuff, is obviously driven by money solely. So they, they, that whatever makes them the most money is what they're going to do. So we all know that. Uh, secondly, uh, Felder, the, you know, the one time in history that uh, team had a quarterback with 500 yards, um, no turnovers, and uh, – and never punted was the Patriots Philadelphia Super Bowl, which you said you wanted. Uh, you'd rather have Belichick in a one-game situation. Well, what happened in that situation? He benched Butler. Well, I would not want him
2: in any situation at this point. You don't want Belichick in any situation. Okay, I, I I don't feel like there's any value in talking to that person. I mean, he made some
3: bad decisions in that game, starting with Butler. But how was he, and how was his coaching? the next year when they ended up winning it against the Rams. Look,
2: I I will bash Bill Belichick uh, With the best of them. (laughs) With the the absolute best of them. And I will pick him apart for what he has done in the last few years and how worried I am about him going forward. I've told you a million times, I think he's slipping. He's losing miles per hour off his fastball. That's all a setup to say, I will bash Bill Belichick with the best of them. I will not go back through the last 20 years and say that he sucked. Mm -hmm. That's just stupid. And the number of people who do that, like, I don't feel there's any value in talking to you. Like, he wasn't good for 20 years, or he didn't do, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of really, really smart, shrewd things to help you win games and win championships. You don't think he did? Is that what you think? That he's a
4: complete zero? Like, that's just stupid. That's crazy. People so, have short memories. Like, like an aging quarterback, like Tom Brady, needs a lot of things around him. An aging coach needs things around him. And I want... I want Bill, Bill with really good coordinators around him. Bill O'Brien, hopefully Gerard Mayo maybe takes a step up this year and is sort of now the new Brian Flores for this defense, and you know figure out special teams, whether it's a combination of Joe Judge and Troy Brown and KMA Cord or whatever. Belichick with those guys, I think can can get the job done.
3: Um, just real quick, I'm glad you he mentioned... He needs help. I'm with you. I'm glad you mentioned Mayo, though. Have you gleaned anything but what his uh, but what his role is going to be?
4: Or No. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I have a hard time seeing Bill really changing much other than giving Mayo, like, assistant head coach slash defense. But I still think, at the end of the day, I still think Steve is going to call the plays. I think Bill is going to look at, well, look at our stats the past couple of years. We've been really high up statistically and he won't want to change what's not broken. Uh, Peter in Framingham, what do you got, Pete? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, Big, big fan of everything you have to say and generally agree with everything. I'm just wondering, I'm a huge Bills fan, and just wondering how long of a
2: leash uh, Sean McDermott should be on in Buffalo. Well, let's just, Pete, I'm going to cut you off. Just discuss that whole situation up there. What... What do they need to do to put them over the top? Is coaching in that conversation, Greg? What do you think up there?
4: Uh, I do think coaching is in the conversation. I think that, uh, look, the, the Bills are, you know, they have stuff on digs, but, you know, they really don't have much around Josh Allen. I think they need to build up the offensive line. I think they need to run the ball better. Um, and I think, you know, they their defensive line isn't great either. You know, they are they are not that good they are not as great as it appeared against you know when they would play the patriots where the patriots just gave up but i do think mcdermott he gets to, he's too beholden to his scheme too much zone too much you know i don't want to make a mistake i don't i don't want to get beat with a big play and he doesn't risk enough and i think at the end of the day it hurts his team well if that
2: that zone against cincinnati was just
3: putrid if we're going to get on kyle shanahan for being bad in big games we have to start getting on this guy and leslie frazier their dc i give him one more year because they have sucked in that divisional round or these big playoff games these last few years, Tommy and Lynn, go ahead, Tommy. What's up, guys? This is what
5: I gotta say. Uh, Joe Burrow and uh, Patrick Mahomes are the new Brady and Peyton Manning of the NFL. We're gonna see this rivalry for the next years coming. And I wanted Cincy to win, but it's all right. I
3: want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Murray. Go Eagles. Fly Eagle. Fly. I bet there's some Patriot bias there because I don't want it. uh, This is what I got to say. I don't want to see Mahomes win another one.
2: (laughs) That's how a lot of people feel. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's freaking annoying. I'm going to have more thoughts on that coming up, as well as uh, a national voice ripping into the Patriots for the hiring of Bill O'Brien. We'll get to that in our long commercial-free
6: segment next.
0: Get ready for more Felger and Maz
3: on the Sports Hub.
6: It's a cold and challenging winter season this year. And Market Basket recognizes that we all need help paying our grocery bills so you and your family can enjoy some fun time. Well, put your worries away and get to Market Basket this week to enter their Pay Your Grocery Bills sweepstakes. This week, enter to win a $250 Market Basket gift card. Just go to kiss108.com contest and enter to win. Stock up on Market Basket weekly sale items this week at Market Basket, the store where you always get more for your dollar.
0: Here at The Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom Alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. But hurry, this offer ends soon. Discover your new happy place at The Container Store. Now open in Salem, New Hampshire. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
2: Give you the best show they can. I think that's rare. It's failure mass
5: on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Does Bill O'Brien raise the floor from the Matt Patricia, Joe Judge era? Yes, it would kind of be hard to, you know, not to go downhill from what we saw last year with the Patriots. He can give you competency. I'm not saying otherwise. He's had solid moments as a coach. But are you trying to win Super Bowls? Are you trying to maximize the potential? Of your team, are you willing to take on just a little bit of risk by hiring somebody that maybe you don't know or who hasn't worked for you or who hasn't been in the building? Or are you just saying, hey, let's be a little bit better than last year? And obviously with the move, it's the latter. If I'm a Patriots fan, I cannot get excited About this move and think now with Bill O'Brien, with Mac Jones, all of a sudden I'm going to be competing with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and all these other teams in the AFC. And so uh, I'm just disappointed that, you know, Belichick really had an opportunity here to reflect, rethink the way he does things and add a little creativity, uh, add some innovation to the offense, to the building. And instead he chose a very different route.
2: So well, that's uh, Shell Capata. I mispronounced the name. Uh, he's, uh writes for the Athletic, longtime NFL writer. He used to cover Philly.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's a Philly guy.
2: Either way, less than impressed with the hiring of Bill O'Brien. Uh, what are your thoughts, Greg? Because I know you're largely supportive of Bill O'Brien.
4: Well, I, I think that's the sort of same commentary that you would get from um, some media members and also, you know, some Patriots fans who just you know you're not looking at the you're not looking at a realistic situation like you're talking about fantasy land we're talking about a 71 year old head coach who has his way of doing things that he's been doing them for over 20 years and he is not going to go out and suddenly get some guy from the the mcveigh or shanahan tree he's just not going to do that it, it, he There's zero percent chance that was going to happen. That's what you think he was driving at. You know, why didn't he go
2: get one of these newfangled, one of these whippersnappers, the the Mike McDaniel's of the world, uh,
4: and you know, go with the modern trend of the NFL? You think that was unrealistic? Yeah, it was. It's completely unrealistic. And so then you had to look at, all right, let's let's deal in reality. Who were really the type of guys that Bill would hire? And there aren't that many people out there. We talked about this when this started. That like you can you can bring all these guys, Zach Robinsons, and all you want to you know, throw out there, it's it's just not reality. Bill is looking, okay, you know, first of all, he has to go back to where were we a year ago? What were we doing well? How do we get back to that? But also, if Bill Belichick brings in, say, Zach Robinson from the Rams, and he comes in here and lights the world on fire, and the Patriots are great, and they're contending for a Super Bowl, he's gone in so, a year. Okay, I don't care about that. That wouldn't be a reason why I wouldn't do that. I'd want a guy to no, come in and succeed. I know you wouldn't, but Bill is thinking that. So but this, but well, I, I hate that. Yeah, but then now, then fire Bill. But if, then, if, if if
2: if seriously, if he's too lazy or doesn't want to put in the work to train a guy, the next year, then screw him. Like the idea should be that the the uh, offensive coordinator comes in here and is so good and has such a great year that someone else hires him. Well, that means you had a great year. And if you have to start over, you have to start over. I, I think that, you know, I mean, I understand that, and I agree with you. That's what Bill's thinking. I hate that. That's another sign of him slowing down or the game passing him by. Yeah,
3: I get that it's the reality of the situation. I just find it a little bit uninspired. He's automatically going to be better than these last two guys that were here, Patricia and Judge. I get that. So that's good, but.
2: I like he, Bill O'Brien. I don't need one of these young whippersnappers. I'm just saying, if one of the rationales is that he would have to train someone else the next year because the guy got hired away, I don't accept that.
3: So it's a reality, but is it the right thing? I guess,
4: you know, it's Um, I I think in terms of what the Patriots want to do, I think, yes, it's the right thing. Because I think, you know, it's it's you would be going to a third system in three years. This is basically going back to the system that they were all in two years ago. So that makes things better. It it allows them to hit the ground running uh, better than they would in an entirely new scheme. Now, I like this scheme you know, it's not as daring and not as uh, sort of aggressive and and inventive as some of these other schemes. But there's a reason, Bill. This is Bill's the the roots of it, and it's he's it's long ago past Bill. But the roots of it, Bill designed this offense. He took different pieces from different things that he was around, and I like this offense because when you have a smart quarterback. It, it should give you answers to anything that the defense does, similar to how Bill does things on defense. Um, you know, the problem is is that I, I do think at the end of the day, like if you're expecting a lot of people didn't like Josh McDaniels here. They didn't think he was good at his job. Bill O'Brien's not as good as Josh McDaniels. He's not. He doesn't have the experiences, you know, as far as, you know, different iterations of this offense, being in different places, is, you know, and, and really doing it himself. You know, Josh McDaniels is on another plane. Bill O'Brien, in my opinion, is a step down from that. He's still pretty good. I'm hoping the the, the wish that I have for this team is that Bill Billy learn things in Alabama that he can apply and make this even better going forward. Give us uh, the other Shell Kapadia cut, if you don't mind.
2: Number one.
5: You're Bill Belichick. You are one of the only people who can call literally any coach at any level of football Send an email, send a text, have a call, have a conversation, and have a discussion about joining their staff. It could be somebody who's so happy with their current position, their family doesn't want to move, they're not going anywhere, but you're Bill Belichick, they would at least consider it. You can call Nick Saban. Hey, Nick, we're buddies. Hey, just who, who are the five most impressive offenses you faced? in the last few years, anywhere in college football. Hey, Nick, is there any position group that when you're just going through film during the year, you say, oh my gosh, that group is incredibly well coached. Or maybe you're Bill Belichick and you have a notebook somewhere and you say, I watch film every week of our opponent. And you know what? I saw these wide receivers who played for Team X and man, They just executed unbelievably. I would love to know who coaches that group because that person is doing a Mm -hmm. heck of a job doing more with less. Bill Belichick did not do any of that. Bill Belichick once again settled on somebody he knows Bill O'Brien coach with the Patriots 2007 to 2011. You may remember he had a quarterback by the name of Tom Brady uh, during that stint. Pretty much every offense the Patriots had with Tom Brady over a long period of
2: time, regardless of who was coaching the offense, was very good. So, I mean, I think again, Shell Capatia of The Athletic, for Shell Capatia to get what he wanted, Belichick would have to be gone. Yes. You know, and Kraft would have to step down and say, you know what? It's been a great 20 years. You know, if you want to include Parcells and all of that, but you know what? We're done with that chapter. We're going in a whole new direction. We're going to get one of these young whippersnappers that run the McVeigh uh, shanahan thing. We're going to get with the Joneses, and we're going to turn the whole thing over to one of those kids, and that's where we're going. Otherwise, I, I, I agree. It's unrealistic to expect Bill Belichick to, you know, Bring in one of those guys and just turn it over to some young kid who was an assistant coach under Kyle Shanahan. That wasn't going to happen.
4: Yeah, Shields is one of these um, sort of, you know, nerd, stat nerd guys where he's probably looking at expected points over this and that. And it's just, it's not like reality. Where, like, Bill is a football coach, there's only certain things that he would be comfortable with. I mean, look, Bill Belichick doesn't need to call anybody to figure out what the best offenses are. You know, nobody studies film like he does. And he also studies the college game during the NFL season as far as, you know, getting ahead. And so he knows what's going on schematically. He knows what works on the pro level. And I can just tell you that he would say, just look, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are the two guys that he's had the toughest time with in the second half. Since we've got in the modern age of the NFL now. That's it, that causes the most issues for his defense, and so that that it just disappointed me that during this coaching surf, he 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 couldn't even be bothered just to speak to somebody right from that tree. I mean, Matt Nagy is a former head coach who's there as I think quarterbacks coach. Now on the Chiefs. Yeah, I saw him with Mahomes. He, he, no, I was yeah. going to say he's he was, an Andy
2: Reid
3: guy. Yeah,
4: he was an Andy Reid guy, was his guy, his, his offensive coordinator, then went to Chicago. Biennami took over as offensive coordinator. And now he's back as sort of quarterback coach or assistant offense or whatever. You know, that's a guy that he knows all the tools in the tool chest. Like, you can't talk to him, at least farm him, you know, pressure him for some information that you can use going forward. I mean, but look, the bottom line is. Bill was never going to go outside of his comfort zone. He has certain beliefs in how offense needs to be structured. He didn't even glance in that direction, so that tells you all you need to know.
3: And this guy's out here expecting Belichick to be texting OCs like a right. late-night late booty call, like, are <coughs> you up? What <laughs> can you tell <laughs> me? Jimmy text. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, big Egg boy. Play emoji. Thanks for coming by, Greg.
3: No
4: Greg. problem. Okay. Good to see you
2: guys. Okay, Greg in the Boston Sports Journal. We've got two hours to go. We are live. From the Encore Boston Harbor at the WinBet Sportsbook. Uh, Maz, as in Feldgren Maz, will be joining us, not from the Sportsbook, from, uh, but from the remote Maz chair.
3: The Maz book.
2: And we'll continue, right? <laughs> we'll continue the conversation. I want to get into your, meaning you Patriots fan, your defensiveness about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and that whole conversation. And I also want to take on the Mahomes people. Because the whole thing's starting to bug me. The whole thing. You all suck. This is one of these segments where, you know what? You all suck, every one of you. Uh, So that's all coming your way in 90 seconds. First, an update from Big Jim Murray. No commercials. Don't go anywhere.
1: The safety of your loved ones has never been more important. That's why Safety Insurance offers the Drive with Safety app, which gives you the ability to monitor driving habits that will help improve the performance of every driver in the family. Plus, save 5% on your auto policy. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life's storms.
7: It's a cold and challenging winter season this year, and Market Basket recognizes we all need help paying our grocery bills so you and your family can enjoy some fun time. Well, put your worries away and get to Market Basket this week to enter their Pay Your Grocery Bill sweepstakes. This week, enter to win a $250 Market Basket gift card, Just go to Roomba977.com slash contest and enter to win. Stock up on Market Basket weekly sale items this week at Market Basket, the store where you always get more for your dollar.